we've got to understand that money's easy to earn. If you just write down, write it, write this down right now. I am so happy and grateful now that I have multiple sources of income. If you write that out every day for the next 30, 60 days, you're going to become very, very aware of Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Weeks, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Well, the earning of money is, is an exact science. And it's it's governed by law. The amount of money you earn is in direct ratio to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing you. Mm. It's the need for what you do, your ability to do it and the need, uh, the difficulty there is in replacing you. Now, our, in this business I'm in, you can earn an awful lot of money because there's a, a tremendous need for a person that does what I do. I've traveled all over the world, from Shanghai to Buenos Aires to all over Europe, Asia, everywhere. Everywhere they need what I've got. There's a tremendous need. I can earn more money than a neurosurgeon. Now, everybody has a brain, but not everybody needs it operated on. You know? <laughs> so it, it's the, they need it operated in a different way, yeah, the way you do it's it. It's the need for what you do, then your ability to do it. So if a person, if there's a great need for what a person's doing, then they've got to get really good at it. So you never stop getting better at it. 
Mm-hmm. You're good at what you do. And I don't mean to flatter you. You are just good at it. I've watched you do it. Thank you. And you do it, like I was mentioning, you're sort of the... Um, you talking about Larry King? Larry, Larry King. King, yeah. Because Larry was a master. Larry never talked about... And Larry, he never... It was all about you. You never heard him say I. It was always about, you know, interviewing the person. So... There was a great need for what he did. He was entertaining a lot of people. His ability to do it, he was very good at it. So he was very difficult to replace. Now, when you're difficult to replace, your stock goes up. We've got to learn how to earn money. And most people don't know how to earn money. Most people think you go to work to earn money. You know, I was in a seminar in Phoenix, probably a couple of years ago now, and this guy came over and talked to me. I knew him, not well, but I knew him. And he was a doctor. And he told me he was thinking of quitting. I said, why are you going to quit? Well, he said, the medical profession's all messed up now. He said, you got to put in more time to earn less money. I said, well, that's true. But I said, why'd you become a doctor? Well, he said, I love it. The fact that you're earning any money is a plus. You don't go to work for money. You go to work for satisfaction. There's two rewards in life. One is material and the other is psychic. We shouldn't work for money. We should work for satisfaction. You provide service to earn money. Take some recording stars. My God, they earn millions on a recording. But look at the millions of people that are being entertained. Construction workers, air flight attendants, restaurants. There's the music playing, entertaining all the people that can hear that music. So they're entertaining all the people. And that's where it's coming, you see. You do what you, you work at what you love to do. And you'll get tremendous satisfaction. Like, I love what I'm doing. I would do it for nothing if I had to, but I, I just right. love it. I really love it. And so... The fact that I love it, uh, why would I want to do anything else? And that's what I said to him. You get satisfaction from what you're doing, what you love to do. So every day when I get up to go to work, I'm doing what I love doing. You provide service to earn money. I have all kinds of stuff that we have, stuff that we sell, uh, programs that we're selling. Somebody buying them now, I don't know who they are or where they are, but I'm earning money right now while we're talking. And when I go to bed tonight, I'll be earning money and I'll earn it all night. And I like that idea, you know, Um, because we're providing service. So I think we have to get the money straight in our mind. And I don't think most people have it straight. If people don't, you you were mentioning if a person didn't like to talk about it, they have a problem with it. So start talking about it more? Absolutely. Yeah. If there's somebody that, that you're around, uh, a partner, an associate or something, and they really don't want to talk about money, I think there's a problem there. Yeah. If someone came to you and has struggled with money their entire life, whether they're in their early 20s or they're in their 40s or 50s, and they asked you, Bob, what do I need to do to make my first million dollars? what would you say are the most important things they should think and act on next? 
Well, first of all, they've got to believe that they can earn the million dollars. They've got to develop a belief system. Our belief system is based upon our evaluation of something. And frequently, if we reevaluate the situation, our belief about it will change. We've got to understand that money's easy to earn. I work with our sales staff all the time, um, helping them learn how to earn more money. I work with uh, members of our staff, different members of our staff, um, helping them develop the desire to earn more money, and then I show them how they can do it. How do we believe if we've never seen evidence before or gotten results before mm -hmm. of earning it? Yeah, it's through the repetition of it, through the repetition of, of, of writing it and believing it. I had, a, I had an affirmation that I used for years, still use it. I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in, um, uh, in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. And I just keep repeating that like a mantra. And you write out, you know, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have in my possession a million dollars. And that's where you started out intellectually. Then you get emotionally involved. And if you keep doing that, ultimately you're going to attract the money. Now you've got to ask, how can money be earned? Money can be earned in all kinds of different ways. We have a, um, a company, MSI Connect. Um, it's a pet of mine, not my partner's. I don't think she's too loved with it. But I think it's a neat company. MSI is multiple sources of income, connect. And there's a lot of people there, and they connect with each other. And um, they set up joint ventures with each other. They set up affiliate things with each other. Um, you can buy different things there. People sell stuff there. You know, um, they, um, they study money there. You've got to get into, um, into an environment where money is um, talked about, where it's understood. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, it's interesting you say that because for, for years, I have studied money at different levels. And those levels of studying have gotten me to those results. But I've never been able to really, you know, but there's always a cap and you've got to learn something new in order to break through that cap into a new level. And I've never really understood the stock market. I've always just invested in certain things and, and allowed them to just work on their own. But I've never actually taken full ownership of learning it myself. I've always had a financial advisor and things like that. And now I said, you know what? I just want to understand the stock market. I want to, I want to learn it because I don't know. I'm still uneducated. I don't even know how to buy us. I bought my first stock like a few months ago uh -huh. myself. I've invested in stocks and index funds, but I've actually learned how to do it myself. And I was like, I need to find the best people that are doing this and learn from them and have conversations with them. And it's been amazing in a short amount of time by surrounding myself with people that are doing it at an astronomical level just by having a couple conversations, taking the risk and doing it myself and trying it and learn and fumbling around, having no clue what I'm doing, I'm already seeing growth in a couple of months. But if I didn't have the awareness to ask those questions and surround myself with that knowledge and then apply it and continue to learn from it, I'd still be stuck to where I was before. And so I think that's what we need to – I love the way you talk about the environment – about constantly being curious, asking these questions, and having the conversations because it doesn't matter how successful we are, we'll be stuck to a level of our past knowing until we 
break through and find a new knowing. I'm curious, for, for those who want to learn the millionaire morning routine, they want to master this, they want to learn what do those uh, millionaires or billionaires do with their morning routine, you've already shared a few things that you do. What would it look like if you had 90 minutes in the morning to set yourself up to reprogram your uh, money mindset? Well, I don't think it would take you 90 minutes. Um, you could spend, um, oh God, nine minutes. If you just write down, write it, write this down right now. I am so happy and grateful. I am so happy and grateful now that I have multiple sources of income. I am so happy and grateful now that I have multiple sources of income. If you write that out every day for the next 30, 60 days, you're going to become very, very aware of having multiple sources of income. Wealthy people all have multiple sources. They don't have one or two. They have a whole bunch of them. I don't know how many sources of income I've got. I'm not even interested in figuring it out because somebody else looks after that. I don't look after it. But I do know that you can do that. That's what Keith did it down in New Orleans. God, he just, his life changed so dramatically. And I'll show you different things you can do because anyone can. You want to set up multiple sources of income. You know, I was flying on a plane to um, KL. I used to fly from Toronto to KL once a month and back. It's 25 hours in the air one way. So wow. when I'm on the air, in the air, I either work with names, words, or numbers. And I wrote down one with six zeros. And I thought, what is the big deal about a million? You know, you often hear people say, what would you do if you had a million, if you won a million? And uh, I got thinking about it, and I played with that on the plane for quite a while, and it dawned on me they do not have one source of income. They don't have a job. Now, some people have a job earns a million dollars, but that's, that's the unusual one. Mm -hmm. And then I got playing with it further, and I broke it down. They'd have, they'd have more than one, and then I got it multiple, so, and then MSI. Well, then I got thinking we should run a seminar, teach people to earn a million dollars by setting up multiple sources of income. And when I got off the plane, I phoned Mark Victor Hansen down in Newport Beach. I, I was in KL. I woke him up in the middle of the night and um, I got talking. He says, great idea. So we started the million dollar forum and he got involved in Bernie Dorman, who just passed away and Jack Canfield and Lee Poulos. In fact, that's where the Chicken Soup for the Soul books came from, from that particular seminar. And we were teaching people to set up multiple sources of income. Well, they earned many millions from that, but that's where that started. And you uh, are in a beautiful position to set up all kinds of sources of income. So when you think of wealth, you know, you might only earn 10 or 15,000 from one source. You might earn uh, two or 300,000 from another. But you have a lot of them. Right. And that's where you'll earn wealth. Like I don't invest in the stock market. Um, my wife's have bought stocks, uh, Sandy buys stocks, I think. I just don't pay attention to it. It's not, it doesn't interest me. Mm -hmm. I'd rather 
earn it by thinking, putting an idea to work, than let the stock market do it for me. That's not that doesn't excite me. Sure. Um, I'd rather sit here and think of. I, I sat here for another hour after we got off. I could think of a way of creating a source of income. And, and it would be a good one because they're all good. I, right. Very creative. My mind is, you know, conditioned along that level. Yeah. Well, what do you think are three skills everyone should learn in order to generate more wealth and generate more income for themselves or just to improve the quality of their life in general? What are those three skills you wish everyone could master? Well, you've got to be... You've got to be fairly creative. You've got to have a free flow of energy. Energy has to flow through. You can't be stubborn. You can't lock in on, on something and not want to let go of it. Um, you've got to have a free flow. You've got to um, mm -hmm. be interested in, in ideas, new ideas. I, I, you were talking about not wanting to watch television. I don't watch much. I love watching Shark Tank, though. Yeah, it's great. And I, I like just watching Kevin O'Leary yesterday. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> well, well, they were. You worked with him yesterday, did you say? I just uh, had Kevin O'Leary on yesterday. Yeah. Well, you see, now that guy's mind. It's amazing the way it works. Yeah. But you watch all of them, all those sharks. Their mind it it works like a rocket, you know. Mm -hmm. And they they break things down. Somebody will say something. They break all kinds of things down from what the one thing the person will say. They are very, very sharp, every one of them. And Kevin is yeah. certainly one of the sharp ones on there. But they all are, you know. I don't know if there's one any sharper than other. But they've got a very free flow of ideas. Yep. So flow of energy, free flow, interested in new ideas. What's another I skill? I think you have to be service-oriented. You really have mm -hmm. to be thinking of how to do things for people, how to help people. Because money is a reward received for service rendered. Yeah. It's hard, to, uh, it's hard to help others when you're always consumed with the negativity in your own life. Oh, well, I mean, that's... Mentality. If a person is like that, let's suppose they're really locked in on problems. But they hear what I've just said. They really got to think of serving others. How can I serve others? How can I be of greater service? Um, you're going to figure it out. Discipline yeah. yourself for, let's say, 30, 60, 90 minutes a day, sitting down and thinking of writing down 10 ideas that could be of service to other people. And you probably won't get very good ones for the first little while, but if you keep doing it, they'll keep coming. You know? Absolutely. Or you'll try stuff in the beginning and you'll you'll learn something from those efforts and you'll realize how to make them better yeah. and you, you maybe maybe don't stick with them when i started i was like doing stuff just hustling around trying to figure it out and you realize what doesn't work for you until you realize what does work what's something else you recommend doing in the morning routine i know you mentioned writing down this sentence every day i'm so happy and grateful that now i have multiple sources of income what other things would you recommend for people to, to develop that millionaire mindset in the morning Get books on, on money. Mm -hmm. um, you too can be prosperous is one. You, that was the one by Robert Russell. You too can be prosperous. Think and grow rich. The master key to riches by Napoleon Hill. 
get reading these books. Um, yeah. And get a partner to read them with. The partner doesn't have to be somebody you're living with. could be some on the other side of the country. You... Um, why, why, why is that important to have a partner reading with you? Uh, well, you usually will do it. And if you take, here's a great book, Power of Awareness. Now, when you look at this, it's got a red band across the bottom. The Power of Awareness, you'll find it without this red band, don't get that. This is the one. This has also included Awakened Imagination, Power of Awareness by Neville. This is a phenomenal book. This is going to expand the mind. Then get into Master Key on Riches. You too can be prosperous and think and grow rich. Gone money. Well, I think we've been programmed quite a bit uh, in, with our relationship with money. And we have a relationship with everything known in our environment. You have a relationship, a neurological network in your brain to, for your parents, for your cell phone, for your computer, where you live, where you've lived in the past, what you're going to do tomorrow. That for the most part, the brain is a reflection of everything that we know, right? So along with that is our relationship with money. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like I have a really good relationship with money because I work on having a really good relationship with everything in my life. Right? Did you always have a good relationship with money? I think so. I think yeah. so. I've never really lived in lack. That just wasn't part of it. Even when I went to college and I had to take out student loans and stuff, I always figured out a way to always be a little bit ahead of the curve. And so... so Many businesses are hiring for holiday jobs, and some of these job titles might not be what you expect. Think turkey catcher, bilingual Santa Claus, and reindeer wrangler. Yes, these are actual jobs on ZipRecruiter. And if ZipRecruiter can fill these roles, then what roles can't they fill? And if you're hiring, you should go to ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter simplifies the whole hiring process using its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. And you can easily send a personal invite to candidates who seem perfect for your job as well, so they're more likely to apply. ZipRecruiter also has an easy-to-use dashboard with a complete suite of tools that lets you filter, review, and rate your candidates all from one place. And I'm currently working on growing my team, and to me, hiring is one of the most important steps in setting your business up for success. I don't take it lightly, so I'm excited to start getting ZipRecruiter's help with finding our future hires. Discover hiring joy with ZipRecruiter. Four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself by going to this exclusive web address to try Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let's back up and just look at how people uh, form beliefs because yes. most beliefs um, are created from past experiences, right? So uh, children, uh, when they're uh, in their early ages, their brainwaves are very slow. Like their brainwaves are in alpha uh, when they're like 7 to 12. They're in theta when they're like 2 to 6 years old. And, and they're in delta like when they're when they're you know, newborn to two years old. And so these brainwave states uh, are states that were really suggestible to information. So when we hear information, we believe it. And we accept it, we believe it, we surrender to it as if it's the truth without analyzing it because there's no analytical facilities yet. Right. The, the analytical mind starts around 12 or so, seven to 12, and that analytical mind is actually what creates a barrier between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So, so before 12, roughly, what we see, how we model our parents' behavior, it's what they say to us. It's all being programmed subconsciously, right? And, wow. and so, so that's really, really important because if you heard money is the root of all evil, uh, money is bad, uh, only certain people are allowed to make money. You have to work hard to make money. Mm -hmm. This is how you got to do it. And that becomes the foundation subconsciously. Like, let's like... Right, recording an audio file. You just keep recording that audio file, it becomes a subconscious program, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people have a relationship with money based on either what they've been told or what they've experienced in their outer environment, right? So, so then we gain information from our environment and the stronger the emotion we feel from experiences in our lives, the more altered we feel inside of us, the more the brain freezes a frame and takes a picture 
and that snapshot is called the memory. So, Based on an emotion. Based on an emotion. The emotion alters our internal state. So you're going along as Lewis feeling really good, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you have this trauma, you have this crisis, you have this shock, and all of a sudden you have this dramatic change in your internal state and your senses get heightened, and then you freeze the frame and you associate this internal state with whatever it is that's causing it, right? And that's how we create long-term memories, right? So, are, are painful memories more uh, powerful or beautiful memories more powerful? Uh, they're both equal. Okay. And they're both equal. But, but the problem is I think most people experience from more the negative yes. emotions, right? And those negative emotions really are derived from the hormones of stress, right? So the alarm system, the emergency system, creates an arousal you know, inwardly. And that arousal is saying there's something dangerous in your outer environment, right? And it could be a person, a circumstance, mm -hmm. a, an accident or whatever. And that, that change in emotional state causes you to remember the event. You've got to pay attention, right? You've got to stay really and narrow your focus on the cause. So, so think about people who have relationships with money, right, from the past. All beliefs are based on past experiences. So you have an experience where you lose money, you have an experience where uh, money's taken away from you, you have an experience where you don't have enough, you're living in a place where there's not enough money or a family that's not enough money, then the emotion that most people are living by on a moment-to-moment -moment basis is lack. Like, I'm in lack of having something that I want, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because the experience changes your emotional state. You freeze the frame, you take a picture. The problem is, that's hardware. So we think neurologically within the circuits of that past experience, yes. and we feel chemically within the boundaries of that emotion, which would say, for example, be lack, right? So now the person what, what says... Is, before you go on to the next thing, what happens to the body and the mind when it is in an environment of lack? Mentally or physically, I'm in lack. What is, yeah. what is the body and the mind saying? Yeah, so the body is saying, I'm waiting for some external event to occur. I win the lottery. Mm -hmm. I marry the right guy. Whatever right, it is, right, right. That, you're waiting for that event to occur that experience produces an emotion. So the emotion then takes away the lack. And so when we play the game in three-dimensional reality, the creation game in three-dimensional <laughs> reality, um, we experience separation from everyone or everything because our, our senses fool us into the illusion, the hallucination of separation. I'm here and you're there. Mm -hmm. I'm here and the door is over there. So I'm aware that I'm here at one point of consciousness and the door is over there, another point of consciousness. Okay, so in order for me to get from here to the door, I gotta move my body and do something through space. I gotta do something, and everything in this three-dimensional reality is gonna take time and energy, yes. right? So, yes. okay, so then here's, here's Lewis right here, mm -hmm. and then he says, okay, I want this experience in my future, and your brain automatically predicts and projects how far in the future you think it's gonna take. Maybe it's a year, five years, 10 years. 30 years. Oh my gosh. Right? Because that's what it's gonna to take to pay off that house, right? So now, one point of consciousness, I'm here. The other point of consciousness is where I'm placing my dream. So I'm separate mm. from that experience. So then how do I get to that experience? In three-dimensional reality, you gotta get up and you gotta do something. You gotta Every go to day, work, yeah. you gotta drive to work, it takes energy, you gotta fill your car with gas, you gotta eat food, you gotta work, you know, all this stuff. You gotta sleep, you gotta recover if there's stress. And now people are, in a sense, waiting for the experience that's 10 years down the road or 30 years down the road to happen, 
to take away the lack of them not having it. And unfortunately, many times when the experience finally occurs, they can't enjoy it because mm -hmm. they're too exhausted, right? <laughs> right? So then, so you play the game, you, you, you go to school, you study really hard or you study on your own, you develop some skills, you make the right choices, you start saving money, you start learning from your mistakes, and then the game is how many things can you accumulate and that accumulation then you associate with being wealthy or being abundant or being successful, right? And some people get really good at it, right? Uh -huh. You can get really good at that. But for the most part though, when we create from three-dimensional reality, we're creating from lack and separation. In other words, you're driving down the road and you see someone driving a car that all of a sudden you realize that you don't have. The moment you become aware that that person has that car and you don't have it, you're in lack of having it, right? Mm -hmm. So what the brain naturally does is it naturally creates you driving that car. And you have an image of yourself driving that car and you start identifying, wow, that would be a greater experience for me to have. The problem is the distance between the thought of what you want and the experience of actually happening it happening for most people is the concept called time, yeah. right? Between cause and effect, right? Uh -huh. So some people develop the ability to manage themselves and manage their life. They develop certain skills and they can pay for it and they can get it very quickly. The problem is when the novelty of that experience wears off, you know, the car, mm -hmm. and they're no longer identifying with that, and the, and the feeling of emptiness and lack comes back. They need to find something else. They gotta to go attach to find something else. And so there's this game that goes on where you never have enough, right? And that's the lack game, right? So then if you think about people uh, having the things they want in their life, when they create from lack and separation, it's the experience in three-dimensional reality that produces the emotion. And the emotion is saying, let's feel and experience this thing that you've been in lack and separation from. And that emotion then takes away the lack or separation. But you've worked really hard to get it. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Is there another way to do it? Yes. Okay. So the person who's living in lack is waiting for their wealth to feel abundant. They're waiting for their success to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for their healing to feel gratitude. They're waiting for their new relationship to feel love. They're waiting for their mystical experience to feel awe. That's the Newtonian model of reality of cause and effect. You know, waiting for that event to happen to take away this separation or lack. Nothing wrong with it. It's the way most people create. But what we've discovered is actually something else. The moment you feel gratitude, your healing begins. Mm. The moment you feel worthy and abundant, you're generating wealth. The moment you're empowered, you are moving towards your success. The moment you're in love with yourself and you're in love with life, you'll create an equal. The moment you are in awe of life, you're going to have a mystical experience. And so that's causing an effect, right? Do you understand how much more valuable you are than money? Mm. And, and how much more, remember, Buddhist monks, there's millionaire achievers that go to Buddhist monks all the time. The reverse never happens. Mm -hmm. There's no Buddhist monks going, how do I get the Lamborghini? I need to make millions. Yeah. 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 Why is that? Because the highest thing we have, the number one asset we have is our connection to ourself. The, and then most of us think it's, it's money. So we make that the highest vibration, but it's not. It's, inner peace. It's inner peace. Mm. It's this moment, and you have that available. And we over, 
You know, the best things in life are free is a very cliche sentence, but it's true. And that's true, but also we only pay attention to what we invest in financially. So we overlook meditating here, but if we could pay to meditate, we'd all of a sudden do it. So we have to understand that what is free for real will bring in everything else that you want. Yeah. I have a rule too with money that you might think is cool. This is a, <laughs> this is a thing that I wanna offer people. If you're trying to figure out how to, how to create a space for money, I, I offer people to think about how they think about money, like think about how unconsciously you think about it. Like you're never enough, you're the root of all evil, whatever. Uh-huh. Now picture that you're money on a date with you. And if you're on a, on a date with a person who says you're never enough, you're the root of all evil, you'd never want to be there, right? Well, money doesn't want to be in the vibration you of reject someone that that's person. judging yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You reject right? that person, so yeah. you're rejecting money. Right. And you think that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, how else do we say, I'm going to use you to get someone to like me. I'm going to, this is how money is seen. So how could money show up if that's how you see it? Mm. Because you wouldn't stay with someone on a date that said you're never enough. You're the, you're the root of all evil. Right. It's like, okay, so how would you like to be seen on a date? You'd like to be seen as I love you no matter what. No matter if you're small or big, if you're off or on, if you're feeling like I love you all the way. And if you can look at your debt or, or have $1 in the bank and go, I love you. Now you're creating a vibrational space mm. for it to show up because you're safe, because your focus isn't on money and how it needs to change you're much better off because you're on how you're going to change. And when you start changing like we just did and looking at these things and not needing to overcome as much as loving it, now you're focused on the thing that actually creates the money. Remember, every Mm. dollar you've ever made came from you. So don't get excited about money, get excited about you. Mm. Right? Zing. Like, (laughs) if I went on a hike with you, we get lost in the woods, I round a corner, I'm not with you, and we find a waterfall. I find it, you don't see it. I fill a cup up with water. And I come back and I say to you, dude, a cup of water. What <laughs> yeah. am I not showing you? Yeah. I'm showing you the small thing. Yeah, not the waterfall. Not where it came from. The source. The source of the water mm-hmm. is the much more important thing. Mm-hmm. So none of us look at the source of where our money came from. Mm. We look at the money. So you're sitting here dwelling, not you, but the people that we, we, we're dwelling on the cup of water. Yeah. Not us being the source of creating more. Every dollar you've ever made came from you. Get excited about you. Mm. Start the focus on what you are, not what money will give you. And, you know, your energy is going to attract or repel more wealth. A lot of, you know, a mentor of mine said, I was at a salsa club learning how to salsa dance, terrified out of my mind, and I saw a guy who was amazing who was a public speaker, he actually got me into public speaking, and he said, the world makes room for passionate people. I think mm-hmm. uh, money is attracted to passionate people as well, because people yes. are passionate about life, they bring an energy, they bring a richness, a fullness, a richness, and they attract riches. Yeah. You know, whether it be through uh, the community, or the, the art they're creating, or the business they're creating, Yes. and you're gonna start to attract Especially in this time, because I know there's people watching this go, well, what do you say about all the greedy billionaires and blah, blah, blah. And what I say is that's the old consciousness. Yeah. That there, in fact, we see through it and it's starting to crumble. Mm-hmm. So 
the old way of doing things selfish was a conscious shift because I believe in like the 50s, everyone was just like a factory worker working for, yeah. and then it was like this breakaway where an entrepreneurial boom happened. So taking your focus off of the old story and moving into what you are and, and learning how your thinking changes things was the highest consciousness we understood at mm. the time. So at that time, that created this old consciousness of your focus you know changes it so you think positive whatever and that created it and then we we keep going and take a good thing too far and then all of a sudden it's this billionaire thing you can feel the the most controlling mindsets crumbling you can feel the suicides from the people that have made lots of money but mm -hmm. see that it's not the answer you can feel the people that are controlling other people all the control as the control fell in you during this interview yeah. as you said goodbye to the the old story and kind of loved it all control in the world is starting to fall mm -hmm. and the old structures aren't working and what will work in the new century and the new future is the birth of this consciousness this consciousness following your heart you will not be able to make money just from massive achievement it mm. won't work it i'm telling you it's going to be too, we see through it the consciousness sees through it it's too it's it's too small what have you done psychologically, yep. mentally, and emotionally to prepare for the big swings when you see, yep. oh, my money just went up 10x in the last yep. three months. Oh, I'll, I'm negative hundreds of thousands in a few weeks or millions. What have you done to prepare for that mentally and spiritually and psychologically? I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I say is that the psychology of investing is just as, if not more important, than the actual how-tos of investing. Mm -hmm. yes. And that's especially true when it comes to something like the stock market. In real estate, it's tough, but the difference between real estate and the stock market is if you buy a, say, $200,000 home, it's not gonna go to zero next week, next month, or really ever, because you have some land, you have a physical property. In the stock market, it can happen. And so there's a couple things you that you can do. You invest in stocks too? I invest, so I invest my money in five places. Real estate, stocks, startups, cryptocurrency, and physical gold. So, in that descending order of like value from the most to the least? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to put my business in there, then that would be number startups one. Startups number one. Your startups. business and startups, yeah, number yeah. one, yeah. But I also invest in other startups as well. But it kind of, I would say in that order, yes. Yeah. But in the stock market particularly, it is a liquid investment, meaning you can easily buy, you can easily sell. And that's what becomes a big psychological game because every day people are watching that ticker. Ah, I just made money, I just lost money, ah. What's Tesla doing today? Tesla's yeah. up $2, Tesla's down $4, and it, it can really drain you. And I think most people who start off investing their money, they get sucked into that rat race. I did too. Because when I first started investing my money in the stock market, I was like, wow, this is fun. This is exciting, oh my God. It becomes like a drug, you become addicted to it because I, I was waking up every morning, I was like, I'm gonna become a day trader. I got it, and so you know, I took a summer of when I was in college, and that's all I did. Really? I would wake up before the market, and I would read these stock charts, and I would trade these penny stocks. And some days I would, I would make a thousand dollars. Other days I would lose a thousand dollars. And by the end of the summer, I don't think I made any money. You just spent all this time. Well, I spent all my time, <laughs> and I realized this is not for me. Like yeah. I became so addicted to it. All you're doing is watching the numbers go up and down, and ticker symbols, and you're reading these forums. So the first thing is you have to understand that your psychology is important. What I do is I understand I'm not a trader. I don't trade, I don't flip, even when it comes to real estate, really any of my investments. You invest I invest long -term. for the long term. So what does that mean? So I have two strategies when it comes to investing my money. I have an active strategy and I have a passive strategy. 
I'll start with the passive strategy because that's easy to understand. Every month, I passively invest my money into stocks, physical, gold, and cryptocurrency. Really? And so what that means is it's automatic, Auto payment consistent, in each and one, happens yeah. all the time. So you do an index funds with stocks? or In what stocks, you... I do ETFs, low-cost ETFs, and I have ETFs to give me exposure to the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. That's kind of your safe, your value. S&P 500 are the biggest 500 companies in the stock market. So that's the kind of the safe value play. I have some uh, ETFs that give me exposure to innovation, startups, growth, because I like that space. Much more risky, but you can see more potential upside. Risk means you could also see more downside. And then I also have ETFs that give me exposure to emerging markets. These are countries that are overseas, countries like China, India, Korea, Brazil, countries that are, are up and coming to give you some diversification, not just in companies, but also in dollars, right? Diversifying out of the dollar, so it kind of gives me that protection. Mm-hmm. So every week I have money that's leaving my account and being invested into these different ETFs. I don't care whether the market's up or down, it happens every week. In physical gold, every month, I use an app for this, there's not apps that allow you to do this. Yeah. I have money that's withdrawn out of my bank account really? that buys me physical gold. Really? Now, people are gonna say, why gold? For me, it's, it's real money. It's another way of saving real money because now if I have 50 grand of cash, would I rather save and bury that 50 grand of cash in my backyard or bury 50 grand of gold in my backyard? I'd rather bury the gold because I know that 50 grand of cash is guaranteed to lose value every single day. Gold is a store of value because it takes time, effort, and labor to mine physical gold. And that time, effort, and labor is represented through the physical piece of gold. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So that's why I own it. It's not a huge piece of my portfolio, but it's kind of that insurance. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. It's protection in case everything else goes wrong that I have some physical gold. So uh, I have that. And then I have my cryptocurrencies. Now, I'm mainly in Bitcoin I have some Ethereum and a couple other coins, but mainly Bitcoin, and every day I buy a little bit of cryptocurrency. Again, I know it's volatile. Mm-hmm. I know you can see big swings up, big swings down. I don't care. I'm buying it every single day. So that's my passive strategy where it doesn't matter what's going on in the market. I'm just going to keep buying no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then my active strategy is now where I do more of the fundamental analysis where I understand where am I actually investing my money. So this requires much more time and more effort on my end. So on the real estate side, I'm looking for deals that are paying me that 7% cash on cash return. 
And so I'm going to be analyzing the numbers, looking mm -hmm. for properties, walk through a lot of deals, and when I find something, I will go out and buy it. In the stock market, rather similar. I'm looking for companies that I believe in, that I believe are good fundamentally. Fundamentally means looking at the numbers, right? What do the revenues look like? Have the revenues been growing? How fast are they growing? 10% a year, 20% a year? What about the profits? But you also have to look a little bit deeper than just the profits because you want to see what's going on with the expenses. Where are they investing? Are their expenses going up because the cost of yeah. business is becoming more expensive? Or are the expenses rising because they're investing more in their company? So you got to do a little bit of digging in there. Um, and then in startups, obviously I invest in my own companies. But I also invest in startup companies. I, I, I love entrepreneurship. I, I am a huge fan of entrepreneurs. I love supporting other entrepreneurs because I never had that support when I was getting started as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways I can provide the support is through money, through investing in some of these entrepreneurs. So uh, I invest in these startups. Fourth, uh, cryptocurrency. If a big cryptocurrency crash happens, well, I already know what I want to own. I'll just come in and buy more. And with gold, I don't really actively buy gold, right. but uh, th that's the four ways that I actively invest my money. Sure. And where, where are the uh, three biggest revenue streams coming from for you? Well, obviously business, yeah. um, you know, and that's across the different businesses. And then the second one I would say is real estate. That gives me that passive cash flow. And that, those are my two real, when I talk about income, cash in my pocket, it comes from my business and it comes from real estate. That's where my cash nice. comes from. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And what's the number one revenue generator in your business? Is it from YouTube? Is it from the newsletter? Is it from some other course or yeah. coaching? Or so, so the business is divided up. I have my personal brand, which is Minority Mindset, right? That's yes. me on YouTube. That's my blog. And then I have uh, Market Briefs and Market Insiders. So number one would probably be my personal brand. Mm -hmm. and, and now I don't think that's going to last very long, though. Uh, my personal brand is, is doing well because I built up this, this big following on YouTube, which was completely... It's funny, it's accidental. I never wanted to be a celebrity. I never wanted to be famous. I never wanted to be known. I started YouTube on accident. Mm -hmm. uh, I was, you know, we talk about risks, making mistakes. I've always been an entrepreneur. And um, you know, I went through a lot of different business ideas. And one idea that I had, it was in the year of my grad school. I was taking a class on public speaking. And my friend, my roommate at the time, he was like, you gotta watch this show called Shark Tank. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I, I don't watch TV. He said, but watch this show called Shark Tank. And you know, it's all about people pitching business ideas. And this class that I was taking, we had a project where I was supposed to pitch a product to the class, kind of like Shark Tank. I was like, Psh, that's easy. I do this like with my friends all day and night long. That can't be hard. So I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. You know, I'm, I'm a procrastinator, especially when it came to school because <laughs> my mind was always somewhere else. And so now, one day I was late to class, like normal. I pick up my backpack and I start running because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a couple minutes late. And it's raining this day. And as I'm running to my class, I stepped in a pothole filled with water. Now my foot is soaked. I sit down. I'm like, oh, I'm wet. My socks are wet. I'm uncomfortable. And the teacher goes, just breathe. It's your day. Like, your day for what? <laughs> She's like, it's your day to present. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. And so, you know, obviously I don't tell her this, but I go stand in front of the class and I'm like, just pretty think of something, anything, anything. Just think of something. And so the first thing that comes to my mind were my wet socks. So I go up in front of the class, no practice, no preparation, and I pitch this idea of water-resistant socks. That way now you can be an athlete, you can walk around and not have to worry about stepping in puddles. I sit down, I was like, nice job, just breathe. But that's actually kind of a cool idea. So I go home <laughs> and I start Googling, you know, water-resistant socks. And they had these like really thick, uncomfortable-looking things that people wore when they go fishing and stuff. But nothing made for like athletes, people to wear in their regular life. 
So I was like, oh, maybe I'm onto something. So then I spent a lot of time trying to develop this technology, working with textile engineers, working with uh, sock manufacturers, and I, and I created a water-resistant sock. Uh-huh. And now I go to launch this company, and I got approached by a marketing company, quote-unquote marketing company, and they said they're going to help me blow up my sales, they're going to help me do all this stuff, they're going to help me make all this money. And I was really skeptical. And then they said, don't worry, we have a 100% money-back guarantee. If you're not completely satisfied, if we don't make our money back, you can get all of your money back. I said, okay, that sounds pretty good. So I gave them money, it was a few grand, I think like $3,500, which was a lot of money. And the next day, after I gave them the money, I had a bad feeling in my stomach. Mm. I was like, you know, I'm a marketer. I, I, like, I like the way I can promote products. I, I just, just something didn't seem right. So I call up the guy and I say, hey man, I know that we haven't started yet. Look, I just want to have my money back. You know, I want to end this on amicable terms before you guys spend any money. Let's just, let's just um, you know, end it now. And he said, okay, no problem. Puts me on hold, and I'm, I was in the gym at the time, and I was really frustrated because I was between sets, and he puts me on hold for a long time. And then all of a sudden, the phone line goes beep. Ooh. And I was like, oh, something's not right. So then I call up the other number I have, they don't pick up, I start emailing them, and I never hear from them again. Found out I got scammed. They were a fake company. Ooh. So now I was irritated. I launched the company, we had an amazing launch. I think, I don't remember exactly, but in the first 30 days, we did over if, either 17,000 or $20,000 in sales right off of the gate. Mm-hmm. And I was still, I had this like kind of chip on my shoulder. I was like, that's not cool. Like nobody supported me as an entrepreneur. Nobody wanted me to do this, especially when it came to the sock business. I mean, I, there were so many jokes thrown at me because they're like, oh, you left medicine to go sell socks. Right, you, know, I was like, right. you know, I was just so, I was just so frustrated by it. And I was like, you know, people don't see what I see. They don't have my vision. I want, I want to do something to help other people like me. So I put out this course on Udemy, seven bucks, uh, on how to launch a business without getting screwed over. Uh-huh. I didn't really care about making money. I just wanted to help people because I was so angry. And people loved it. And they were like, dude, can you please start a social media page? Start an Instagram page. And I did it under the alias Minority Mindset. The whole idea being just thinking differently than the majority of people because that's what I thought I always did. Mm. From the point where I started hosting parties instead of going to the parties to then buying real estate when everybody was out blowing their money they didn't have in college to now starting this company. I was like, yeah, I have this thing, Minority Mindset. So I called it that. And then I said, okay, I'll start an Instagram page. Just posting the same stuff, like just here and there, like things that I wish I would have learned, known about starting a business and about investing and money that somebody, I wish someone would have taught me. And then everyone says, Jaspreet, I like this. Can you make long form content? Can you create a blog? And I was like, well, English is my second language. You're not gonna like my writing. So no, I can't start a blog, but I, I don't mind talking. So I'll start a YouTube channel. So then I started this YouTube channel called Minority Mindset and that slowly, organically started to grow. And I never started it with the intention of making money. And you know, it's funny, I, I, I tell that to people now and they're like, there's no way that's true. Like you have to have some idea of trying to make money. And I really didn't. I was recording the videos off my phone, so I had really no expenses. I think I spent like 30 bucks on uh, a tripod. <laughs> and that was it, like I had no lights, I had no fancy equipment. Um, and then I think we were close to 10,000 subscribers and my buddy comes up to me. He says, hey, how much money are you making from uh, Minority Mindset? I'm like, I'm not making any money. He said, you know, from your YouTube advertisements. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, you know you can have advertisements <laughs> on your YouTube channel? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. So he, he goes onto my YouTube channel with me, 
goes into the back end, the settings, and he's like, dude. Just click one button. Click, turn your monetization yeah. on. I was like, I don't even know that you could do that. This is before that there was even monetization requirements. Anybody could monetize any videos, no matter how many subscribers, how many videos you had. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know that I could do this. So, you know, I really started it just kind of with that goal of, I, I want to put out that information that I wish somebody would have told me, kind of just like that, that helping hand that, hey, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You're not the only one that thinks like this. It's okay to think a little bit differently. It's okay to try something different. So that was my whole goal. And then it started to grow. And then it became this kind of, this bigger thing. And around a half a million or 600,000 subscribers, I was like, wait, I can actually like turn this into a business. Right. And so I, I went through with this, like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I was like, okay, minority mindset, I'm gonna turn it into a business. So I started these other products under Minority Mindset. I started this newsletter under Minority Mindset. I started you know, these other educational things. And it started to get really confusing to me because I was like, what is Minority Mindset? I'd be walking down the street and people will come up to me and say, dude, you're Minority Mindset, man. You, you really helped me out. You saved my life. You helped me get out of debt. And it made me feel really good. Like I could not believe people knew who I was. Uh, I remember one time I was with my dad. We were in Arizona and we were getting acai bowls, which are absolutely delicious, by the way. <laughs> and we're in line, and this guy sees me walk into the store, he was riding his bicycle, and he races across the street to come inside of me, and he goes, just breathe, minority mice, is that you? And I was like, yeah, and my dad's right there. And he just puts his arms around me, hugs me, and he's like, dude, you changed my life, you helped me out so much, you got me out of this position. And I was like, oh my God, no way. Like, right. and, and my dad looks at me, he's like, People watch you. you know? <laughs> Wait, you're, you're not a doctor, that's okay. Yeah, and, and so it was like, that was like that realization that, oh my God, mm. like people are actually paying attention. You don't, obviously you know, you see the comments, you see the subscribers. Until you meet people in Until person, you, you really don't know. Exactly, and that like. It's a crazy feeling. And you know, that time, especially just cause you know, I saw my dad light up and he was like, I can't, like he was shocked. And that's when I was, you know, I can actually do something with this. So I was creating these products under it, but I was getting confused because what is Minority Mindset? Is it a company or is it me? And you know, as the entrepreneur, I was like, I'm gonna build a company. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this into something. But it, everybody assumed I'm Minority Mindset, which made it very hard to build a company out of it. And so this was 2021 in December. I decided to go on a thinking trip and I'd never done this before. And I really recommend this to anybody who can do this. Mm -hmm. I went to a Boca Raton, Florida, and I was there for about a week. And I separated myself from technology, people, everything. And I lived in this like really tiny uh, little apartment. And all I had was a bicycle and my notebook. <laughs> I've done this before, it's a game changer. Oh my God. And yeah. so what I would do is I ride my bike to the beach in the mornings. I sat there for a couple hours with my notepad and I just started writing down my thoughts. And from everything, not just business, you know, my mental health, spiritually, what do I want out of life, what's important to me, what's happiness, just starting writing things down. And you know, I would get to the business financial stuff and I started asking minority mindset, question mark. What is it, who is it? And it was at that week I realized I am minority mindset. Mm. That's what everybody identifies me as. And, and it makes sense because that is who I've always been. But these companies, it, it, they're getting intertwined into something that's, it, they're being overshadowed. I can't yeah. give them the attention that they want. So. After that, I came back to the office. This is the complete end of 2022 when I tell the team, sorry, 2021, I come, tell the team, as soon as we come back in 2022, we're gonna change some things around. So the first week of 2022, we have an all hands meeting. I was like, here's what we're gonna do. We're changing everything. We're gonna take our newsletter, turn it into market briefs. We're gonna launch this app, Market Insiders. We're gonna do all this stuff. And everyone's like, 
where did this come from, right? <laughs> and so uh, we implemented all that. And then this is now early 2022. It took some time to implement. Mm-hmm. Market Briefs now becomes its own company, its own newsletter where we're providing financial news that's accessible. I talk about accessibility of, of financial education. For me, that is the biggest thing because you know I never understood those big terms. What, what does the 10-year yield going up 40 basis points means? It, it doesn't make any sense to somebody who's getting started. Yeah. So I want to make things accessible. So that's what we do. We break it down in a fun, witty email that you're actually going to want to read. Like you're going to look forward to reading this email and it's completely free. And so we're going to create this into our own company and we went through a lot of, I mean, it was, it was a painful transition because we had issues with the email service providers. We had a company saying that, yeah, it'll work. We, we spent months transitioning over. The first week that we're working with this company, they say, oh, sorry, you're promoting financial content. We don't allow financial education. Oh, wow. We don't allow stock market. We don't allow cryptocurrency. We don't allow anything related to finance on our platform. I'm like, dude, you've been working with us for two months. We've, I've talked to five people on your team they know exactly what we're doing, and now you're telling us this? So we had to start the whole process over. So it was a big, uh, you know, it was a part of an entrepreneur. You sure. punch them out. <laughs> big mess. We go somewhere else. And now, like, it was April of 2022 where things finally were like, all right, we got it situated. Now let's not, we're going all in. So, uh, you know, you ask, where is most of the revenue coming from? It was YouTube, uh, and it is, but I, I won't be long um, because, you know, I talk about how YouTube funded my business. Mm-hmm. I take the revenue from YouTube. I'm investing all of it back into my companies because I want to That's turn right. market briefs into something big, man. It, it, because it is needed. It is so important because if you're an investor, you need to know what's happening. When I see payments come through in my email or my bank or wherever they come through, I say thank you. I say thank you every time, whether it's a dollar or you know a big check. I'm like, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. I don't, I don't say thank you when I'm paying something. Why? And I'm, I want to try this because I think it's an interesting approach. Why should we also say thank you when we're sending out money uh, to others? Because uh, if, you get a, if you get a bill, that means you, somebody did something for you. For example, if it's an electricity bill, you know, because of uh, the electricity company, um, I can use the internet. I can use the lighting and the microphone. And computer, and it's not only one man job. Uh, there's this uh, service person. There's this uh, people who are at the power plants, uh, and also there's somebody who just brought uh, oil to Japan from Middle East. And and there, I don't know, thousands of people uh, working for the electricity, and they make sure that it's uh, in my house installed properly. So there mm. are millions of. Uh, um, uh, reasons to appreciate the electricity, and if it's uh, say if it's a uh, if it's three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or uh, maybe short, uh, smaller or bigger, wow! You know, if I'm asked to uh, install somebody's house with that electricity, I, I cannot do that with this money. So thank you for just giving me the electricity. Thank thank you for giving me water. Thank you mm-hmm. for uh, serving me good meal at the restaurant. Thank you for giving me a ride, like Uber. So you can thank the person who gave you the service and product. So the the reason you you have to pay, you're getting something in in exchange. And usually takes more than one or two or could be a hundred people's work. And then uh, you ask the money, thank them too. So that means the, the money you give to the electricity company, 
will be paid to all the people. Wow. So like I can, it's like a magic wand. Even if it's a hundred dollars, this magic wand can, uh, will start saying, thank you, thank you, thank you guys. <laughs> so, you know, it'll just uh, thank, it's, it's like a domino effect, effect of uh, thank you. So it's not yeah. just thanking your money, thanking the people who are connected with me. So uh, we are all living on this planet together. So if we have this feeling, everybody's feeling this way, we all connected. We all connected with uh, people in the Middle East. We all connected with the people in Russia, Africa, China, US. Uh, like it or not, we are all connected. So do we hate each other or do we appreciate one another? So if we start doing more, there will be uh, no exploitation of any kind. That's the economy I want to see in the coming years. Yeah. It's such a uh, simple philosophy and practice that I think if we can all start to do it a little more with money and with everything, the people that we see, our friends, thanking them when they're coming, thanking them when they're leaving for their time, their attention. My girlfriend does this with our meals every time we eat together. She's really thank she puts a lot of time and attention thanking the people that just made this, the people that delivered the food to the restaurant, the people who harvested the food, you know, and all the people. And it's not something I did until about a year ago with food, and it's something that I've sh I've noticed my digestive system relaxing, like me just taking in the moment and and feeling a better sense of joy and happiness while eating food as opposed to just eating protein bars to get to the next thing. Um, but really appreciating it. And I think when we appreciate things, when, which I'm hearing you say, when you appreciate money, when it comes, when it goes, when you appreciate food, when you appreciate your home, your family, your friends, those things will appreciate in value and they'll want to come to you more. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, exactly. And, and uh, Luis, you know what I've, what I've been talking about. And you've been practicing it without knowing, maybe. But uh, I think you've been doing it as a natural person. You know, there are a certain things like a natural business person, natural artist. So you're one of the natural people who, who just uh, appreciate things. You know, that's I why do, you're yeah. successful and people love you. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off this show is sponsored by better help i've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse and up until about 10 or 11 years ago i was afraid to talk about my trauma that i experienced and i know we all carry around different stressors big and small and when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively but therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down and if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a 
try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. And uh, so if you want to be like, uh, if, 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 if the viewers like, uh, want to be like Lewis, you have to learn what he's doing, you know. So it's not just uh, uh, small habits, but I think the attitude uh, mm. uh, toward life. And somehow uh, there are the only two kinds, you know, one, one kind is uh, people who keep appreciating, the other one keep um, complaining about it. So if you just, uh, you know, it, it could be something very small, but after 20 years, your life will be very different. So I hope mm. everybody will appreciate one another a little bit, a little bit more from yesterday. And what happens if we start complaining about money more, whether it be just kind of frustrated little comments here and there, you know, what happens to, to money in our life when we complain about it, as opposed to appreciate it and, and thank it? So uh, if you start complaining about money, uh, like 95% of us, <laughs> money just uh, look at from a money's perspective you know if you've been complaining about it oh i don't want to go to him anymore <laughs> and then <laughs> and, and, and it's like a mutual feeling is feeling is mutual okay you, you can complain about it. okay fine i'm not going to come to you <laughs> so uh and i think subconsciously if you're complaining about money you don't want it to be near you so my favorite question to people is if money was a person, who would it be? That means mm. uh, if money was a person, would it be a fun person? Always joking, always making, uh, entertaining you? Or is somebody like a, a assassin, you know, who's, who's going to try to hurt you or scare you? Or gangsters who try to, you know, uh, uh, intimidate you? So uh, if you're complaining, money may not be a, such a fun, good person. So I, I think by complaining, you become, uh, you make money a villain. Is it possible for us to have peace around money? And if so, what do we need to start shifting in our minds to create that peace? Yes, I, I noticed when I was in North America, I casually asked, uh, a, a, I thought a close friend of mine, you know, I, I became very close to him. So I asked him, uh, how much do you make a year? Just casually. And I know I'd say something wrong because he looked so shocked. Like, <laughs> you asked me that? And I said, oh, oh, I, did I say something wrong? <laughs> it's not so uh, secretive in Japan that uh, if you become close, you ask, you know, uh, how much money you make to each other. But in North America, you don't even do it among uh, close friends, right? It's sort of like a, a, something that you don't touch. Even family, families don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Why is it more openly talked about in a peaceful way in Japan or other places? I think uh, North American people tend to be tend to tie how much they're worth or how much they make with their worth. Um, mm. Their self worth. Yes, yeah. self worth. We have different value system, like how many friends you have, or are you married or not. Uh, do you like your job? So say there are certain points, right? So uh, money is one of them, but not the major part of it. But in North America, I think it's a cultural thing, and, and I'm not blaming it for. But I think uh, people think 
uh, how much they make, how much they're worth is it. You know,、uh, you may be good looking, but if you don't make much, like you're nothing. But if you make a lot of money, and if, even if you're a terrible person, you get to be、uh, respected. So I think it's、mm-hmm. a cultural thing, and it brings, seems to bring a lot of shame and pride from money. Which、yeah. I don't see it in、so, uh, other cultures. So I think it's very unique to、uh, American culture. Interesting. What would you say is the secret then to creating abundance financially in your life when most people struggle or fail to do that?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So、um, I've been talking about this、um, over the past 20 years. And there are so many as- aspects of、uh, abundance, you know. Uh, I call it vi- visible assets and, and invisible assets. So,、uh, financial value is just, just a very short,、um, small portion of your abundance. But uh, 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 that is not included in the package, I guess. So, that's why we're obsessed about making money or we jump onto these investment ideas, and, and that's an interesting cultural phenomenon. Gotcha. What would you say? So, the invisible assets, would you say those are more important to learn about and master in order to create abundance over the, the visible assets? Once again, invisible assets, it's part of your life. So, if I say,、um, uh, like going on fishing with your friends is so much fun f-、uh, for me, I'm not interested in doing much business. So, Uh, by、uh, American standard, I become a loser because you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going,、uh, enjoying fishing with a bunch of my friends. But they could be all millionaires you know, who retired early. But I think uh, um, going for fishing、uh, with a bunch of friends are not as respected as、uh, going on like, a venture, cap, you know, venture business and trying to make money or just you know, to start a, a company with your visions. So, I think it's a criteria. Uh, uh, do you focus on more relationships or peace of mind? And the peace of mind is, is an,、uh, the most、uh, precious invisible assets. But a lot of people trade for money. And that's a sad thing.、Um, all over the world, people do that.、Uh, we think we have to do it to, make, to bring food on the table. But is it really worth it to?、Um, Uh, to trade with your peace of mind or you, with your integrity.、Mm. But unfortunately, many people do that. Is it possible to create peace of mind abundantly and also create profitable financial abundance at the same time? Yes, that's what I've been teaching. But、uh, you have to prioritize it because、uh, all your questions come from at the end, I want to be rich. <laughs> so, can you give up the idea of becoming a rich? Because you have to let go of this idea of、uh, becoming wealthy financially. My mentor,、um, who is called Warren Buffett of Japan,、uh, he said, if you want to learn uh, uh, about money from me, you have to forget about money. That was his、mm. first request. <laughs> oh, wait a second. <laughs> you know, You're like, but how do I make more money? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so, how can, I, how can I learn about money if I forget about money? So, he said, You're obsessed with money making、uh, ideas. 
So unless you forget about money, I cannot teach you about money. So his teaching was very Zen. So I might be confusing a lot of viewers at the moment because I, uh, a lot of people always think, okay, Ken, that's great. And then how can I make money? And then how do you make money? <laughs> so you have to forget it at least for the next uh, half an hour or so. When you forget it, what should you be focusing on instead? What is the most important thing in your life? And, and that could be your family. That could be your hobbies. That could be uh, certain causes. And, mm -hmm. and if that's more important than money, you should go for it. And uh, I can teach many ways to invite money in after uh, you find what you do. But mm -hmm. there are only two kinds of life in, uh, on this planet. Uh, kind of like that you follow your heart, do what you enjoy. The other one is uh, the life that you cannot enjoy. So a lot of people choose the path that you cannot enjoy as long as they can make money. And then they think, okay, if I make enough money, I can retire and start doing what I want to do. But uh, it doesn't happen that way. You'll be lucky if you can make a, mon a lot of money and then retire. But because you lose a lot of moti uh, motivation, you lose a lot of energy if you go take a path of making money. And then uh, you cannot make money. And even if you're lucky and you, you made it, you don't know how to look for happiness because you sacrifice all the uh, happiness and your peace of mind for money. How can you change the attitude? It's, it's very difficult because uh, all you think is uh, it's just, just a simple uh, thing, you know, uh, efficiency. How can I cut costs? How can I increase mm -hmm. my wealth? But think about uh, it this way. Um, if you just make a lot of money outside, but if you come home, uh, do you always talk about cutting costs? You know, don't waste your time with your kids. Because all the fun time with kids are wasteful. You know, <laughs> just uh, right, pull, right. pull out all the tissue papers. That's a lot of waste. You know, uh, making a, a pizza with your kids it takes three hours or four hours. <laughs> if you're a business owner, hire somebody to do it for you. <laughs> right, right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's episode with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me personally, as well as ad-free listening, then make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Share this with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode in that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps us figure out how we can support and serve you moving forward. And I wanna remind you if no one has told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. 
But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.